As we mentioned last week, we've um, begun this week the three-week period um, between Shiva Asr Batamas, the 17th of Tamas, and Tisha B'Av, which is three weeks, um, which is sort of, a, sort of a mourning period, where we mourn for the destruction of the Besamikdash, the, uh, both Batamikdash, both holy temples that were destroyed in, these, in this period of time. Um, at the same time, though it does have those halachas of mourning of these weeks, it also is a time with greater emphasis is placed on a yearning and hope and learning and davening to bring the transformation of that destruction and bring about the geula, the um, ultimate redemption that we're waiting for and the rebuilding of the third and greatest Beis HaMikdosh. As always, we look into the Parsha of the Week and see lessons, how to connect that, how, what to learn from the Parsha of the Week and especially relating to the time that it's read. So, very quick, an idea, a beautiful vert that the Rebbe points out uh, on a nuance in the Parsha. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Pinchas. And in Parsha's Pinchas, one of the, um, the largest part of the Parsha, deals with the Karbones, with the sacrifices brought in the Besam Mikdash. It talks about the daily Karbones, and the Karban brought on Shabbos, but then it goes through the entire um, calendar, and goes through the Yamim Toivim, from Pesach to Shavuos, and Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, goes through all of the Yom Tovim and talks about the individual karbones that are brought on every Yom Tov and every holiday. Now this section of the Torah going through the, um, through the Yom Tovim, going through the holidays and talking about the halachas of the holidays, we have twice. Once in this week's Parsha, Parsha's Pinchas, as I mentioned, and the other was in the Torah portion of Emoir, which is in Chumash Vayikra, the previous Chumash. There too, the Torah goes through the entire um, calendar of the Yom Tovim and discusses and describes the halachas of every Yom Tov. And yet, there's this very subtle difference between the way it's written in Emoir versus the way it's written in Parshas Pinchas. And that is, Parshas Pinchas, this week's Parsha, finishes after the Torah tells us all the different laws and all the different Yom Tovim. It says, Vayoymer Moshe al-Bnei Yisrael. Moshe told the Jewish people, Kachel asher siva Hashem as Moshe, as everything that Hashem had told, commanded Moshe. In Pashas Emmer, after the Kurbanis, there's a similar Pasik. There it says, Vayidaber Moshe es Hashem el Yisrael. Moshe spoke and told over the holidays of Hashem to the Jewish people. And here the difference, the word Vayoymer versus the word Vayidabir. In our Parsha, it says Vayoymer Moshe. Moshe again told, spoke the words to the Jewish people. And in Pashas Amir, it says seemingly the same concept, but there it says, Vayidabir Moshe. Both mean said over. Yet, every detail in Torah and every nuance is so important. For some reason, there the Torah uses the expression Dibur, Vayidabir, and here it uses the expression Vayoymer, Amira. What's the difference between Dibur and Amira? Our sages say that Dibur, Vayidabir, is a tougher tone more of a demanding and commanding tone. Amira, say Chazal, say our sages, is lush and raka, is soft, is requesting, is a soft tone of voice. So from, for some reason, the Torah uses that, those expressions, there it says, Vayidabra, Moshe, commanded and demanded of the Jewish people. And in our parsha, it uses this softer tone of voice. And the question, of course, is why the difference and the Rebbe explains it the following way. He says, when you look closely at the description of the Yom Tovim in these two parshias, there's a basic difference. And that is, in Parshas Emor, 
back in the previous Chumash, there is primarily about all of the halachas of the Yom Tev, not just the karbonis, not just the sacrifices. Over there it talked about the shoifer and Rosh Hashanah and fasting and Yom Kippur and eating matzah and Pesach and taking the estrogen and lulav and sitting and eating in the sukkah and sukkahs. <clears throat> and it also talked about the karbonis. But first and foremost, the emphasis there was on the halachas, the mitzvahs of the Yom Tevim. In our parsha, it's the opposite. In our parsha, the emphasis is on karbonis. Um, the sacrifices that were brought in every Yom Tiv in the Beis HaMikdash. Um, once we understand that difference, so there's another basic difference, which is that the Parsha that talked about the mitzvahs of the, of the, of the Yom Tovim, of the holidays, is good for all time. Because in every generation and every time, we have the commandment of doing the mitzvahs of the Yom Tiv, blowing the shofar and sitting in the, in the sukkah and eating matzah and Pesach. And that is in every generation, whether there is or there isn't a Beis HaMikdash. On the other hand, this week's parsha that talks about the mitzvah of the karbanes really only pertains to the time when there is a Beis HaMikdash. And therefore nowadays, and for almost 2,000 years already, of Golos of exile, we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, we don't have karbanes. So therefore, one would argue that the parsha, our parsha about karbanes is really not applicable because we don't bring karbanes when there is no Beis HaMikdash. Says the Rebbe, now we'll understand. Vayidaber is a commandment. It's a command, it's a demand, because in that parsha, it's mitzvahs that are always going to be a commandment. They're always going to be um, something that we're obligated to do, and therefore the wording used is a Moshe commanded the Jewish people, this is something you are going to have to do every year and every yomtiv, no matter what. In our parsha, though, we're talking about something that already for so many years is not a commandment. It's not something that we have to do. In fact, we can't bring karbonis. So what then is the request? If Moshe is telling us in that soft tone of voice, the Parsha of Karbanis, what is he asking us? He's asking us that even when we can't actually bring Karbanis, we should still learn about it. We should still read the Parsha. We should still understand it. Because here we have, as our sages say, when we can't do a mitzvah, when we can't bring a Karban, learn the Torah about the Karbanis, learn the Halachas about Karbanis. Even if you can't do it in action, you can't do it um, in, with deed. Do it verbally. Do it in your thoughts. And they say, A person who nowadays studies and learns and says the parshas of Karbanes, it's as if they're nowadays bringing a Karban as well, as much as we can. And this is already a soft tone of voice because it's not a commandment. There is no halacha that we have to learn Karbanes today. Nevertheless, it's a request that even when you don't have the Karbanes, to spend the time to learn about it and think about it, in that way connecting to this mitzvah even when we don't have it. But it's more than that. By learning about karbanes nowadays, learning about the Beis HaMikdash nowadays, not only are we doing the best we can, we're also preparing ourselves for when we will have it again very quickly. And this alone becomes a schus to hasten the time when we will again have our Beis HaMikdash and again have the karbanes. It's for this reason that in these three weeks, it's, it's a minhag to give greater emphasis in learning the ideas of the Beis HaMikdash and learning the ideas of the Karbanes and connecting to them because as we began, these three weeks are the weeks that we focus on what can we do to help hasten the transformation of these days, the transformation of these three weeks when they will be the great weeks of Yom Tov and Simcha with the coming of Mashiach Sidkenu may it be speedily even today. Have a wonderful Shabbos.